Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Are you striving to create a life worth living in your faith, family, and career? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast that shares encouraging stories and practical advice to help pull you out of your rut into a life worth living. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in this episode, we're going to be joined by real estate agents, Tiffany and Ashley. They're going to share with us the uh, how they were able to create one of the top real estate teams in the country as military spouses, getting the flexibility they desire in a very demanding industry. That's right. If you've worked in real estate, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's not a Monday through Friday, nine to five. This is almost like a 24 seven, 365 operation. But how do you generate those boundaries, that sense of balance and flexibility? That's what they're going to be talking about. And they're doing this as moms, as wives, supporting the military. So sit back, relax, grab a notebook and a pen, because here we go. All right, Ashley, Tiffany, thank you for joining me. How are you doing? Very good. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And we got connected because of a friend of ours, uh, Donald Kelly. I've known him for years. Uh, sat at a table with him at a podcast movement a few months ago, in fact. And uh, I saw a clip on Instagram. I'm like, I've heard this story before. Who told it? I was like, oh, yeah, Donald told it. And I'm like, wait, I recognize that table. I was at that table. So anyway, I had a geek out moment with Donald uh, a couple days ago. Um, I mean, we didn't get on here to talk about Donald, though, did we? <laughs> we're, we're always talking about Donald, though. He would probably love if we were. <laughs> Donald is great. Um, is. Jealous of his hair. No, we're getting his, his head shaved, guys. <laughs> For those who don't know That's him. Uh, so, uh, but we got connected through Donald. Uh, he shared with me that you're two power women working in the industry of real estate sales. Uh, you got your own show called Real Estateable. Did I say that yes. right? And I was like, that's yeah, pretty cool. It Relatable. It's real estate. It's the show I wish I had when I was still in real estate. Um, and because it had some, hot, you know, some fun times. It had some not so fun times. I was in during that first crash back in 2006, 2007. Um, yeah, fun times, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're, you're both military spouses. So that means you're, you're military, you're, you're married to somebody who is in the military. Um, I guess. Tiffany, kick it off. How long have you been living the military spouse life? And then we'll we'll kick it over to Ashley. So I'm terrible with dates. Whenever someone says, how long have you been married? I whip my head around to my husband. So we're going on 20 years, though, I'm married. My husband has been active duty for 25. Just got picked up for on the W-5 list. So I'm super proud about that, which also means we're probably heading to the 30-year mark before we're done with active duty military. Um, we have... Um, even before being married, we have been through a lot of different scenarios when it comes to the military. So we were talking before we hopped on here just about remaining flexible. And in choosing real estate, that was something I decided to kind of go down that route about 15 years ago. And because of the flexibility, which is a joke now that I think about it, how flexible um, other people's schedules are to marry with yours, that's not really the case. So that was kind of my why in starting knowing a family was coming behind um, and what needing to be flexible with a really high performing um, soldier that I was supporting through his career. So 15 years in the making, about um, seven years ago, started a real estate team. And that's how I met Ashley. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. So actually, you're on the team, I assume. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry's asking all the great been questions. For about, yeah, been in um, real estate about five and a half years, all with Tiffany. <laughs> okay. And then and like um, yeah. how long have you been a military spouse? So my husband actually uh, medically retired about two years ago, and he did 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, broke his back for the, the Army, so um, he's living the retired life now, and... Um, I don't know. He's he's uh, <laughs> transitioning out and um, kind of doing the stay at home dad thing right now, which is really fun for the kids. So yeah. So I, I assume in the Fort Campbell area, he had a living jumping out of perfectly good helicopters and and airplanes. Yeah, he did that <laughs> sometimes, and he also um, he was a combat engineer, so oh. he was blown up a few times, and um, you know, building bombs and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, th- there is that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. If oh. you don't find the bomb first, it will find you. That's yes, <laughs> I've got a, a friend who was uh, EOD for the Navy, and he t- told me a story <laughs> about uh, he was disarming an IED, and then somebody said, "Hey, there's another one over there," and he's like, "What?" And then they go check it out. Out. And uh, sure enough, they, they kind of found the spot before it got completed or maybe it did get completed. But the, the bomber left the cell phone like there at the site. And uh, when they, they disarmed everything, looked at the cell phone, apparently um, the bomb had been called something like five times. And uh, yeah, and they're like, that's not cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh, So it was this moment of um, uh, faith, if if anything. He's like, okay, if that's not divine intervention, I don't know what it is. (laughs) And he got out of the Navy shortly after that. But um, oddly enough, and we're done here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I got to tell my husband has not had that moment yet, or he's crazy enough to. Not tell me that he's had that oh, moment. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so yeah. So you know what it's like to 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 support these guys who have dangerous jobs. Um, you've probably moved a few times during um, during the past few years. And um, are are there kids as well in the family? Yes. Um, I have three kids: um, eleven, eight, and six. Okay. And, and I have three kids as well: twenty six, twelve, and ten. Oh man. So like yeah. you, you got that taste of empty nester and then it was like, wait. <laughs> kind of, kind of, yeah, yeah, for sure. And we actually have a unique scenario too where we've had a really weird um, stability here at Fort Campbell. Um, I have been on and off um, here in this area for over 17 years. Um, out of those 17 years, been gone only two. And you had really stable oh yeah we've been here since 2009 yeah so it's weird it's it's kind of weird but also a lot of the military spouses that we work with and um a lot of our clients there's it's almost kind of like a hole that you get stuck in but we have you know fifth group and we have 160 in aviation though that causes a little bit more stability in our area um but yeah kind of a weird thing my kids it's you know yesterday i was sitting at a closing and i had a family that they're like my son hold on sorry my son is sorry. Can you hear me? No. Uh, how like, now, brown cow? All right, sorry. My <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently this story doesn't need to be told. Um, so they had a child, and they were making their first move to Fort Stewart, and um, and they're like, "Oh, he's crying every day." And meanwhile, I have my kids that have stayed in the same area as long as they can remember. They're like, "Well, can we not afford to move? Is dad's you know dad's job won't let him move?" And I'm like, "We've created." A- stability for you what are you yeah. talking about yeah. um and then 
the other kids that are moving, you know, creating resiliency in them. And they're like, you know, crying as we're helping families move um, in and out of Fort Campbell. So yeah. a unique scenario for us, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it- my husband did a few job switches, hardship tour to stay at Fort Campbell because we're originally from Indiana. So we're like six and a half hours away from family, which is a perfect distance um, to not have people drop by all the time, but also close enough to visit. So, Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was our situation when we were at Fort Benning was um, my mom lived in North Carolina. So uh, outside of oh, Asheville. Cool. So, you know, six hour-ish drive, maybe four. I forget the time. I just remember lots of stops for diaper changes (laughs) to get there and get back. And I had to get back in time for formation, those kinds of things. But it was nice to have family that close. And uh, it wasn't until we got out of the military that we realized how close Disney World was to the south of us. I'm like, what? We could have been going? But I didn't like roller coasters at the time yet. Um, My wife said if she had known before we got married, we probably wouldn't have gotten married if... Like, I don't have a fear of roller coasters. I just have a fear of realizing they're built by somebody who probably wasn't highly paid and <laughs> probably had a bad day that day. You know, it's man-made. You know, it's, it, they're rickety when you go up. And, and so anyway, uh, but what was life like that made you say, you know what, I need to go become a real estate agent. I need to get out and do something on a professional level. Like what was going on um, that just made you say, that's that's the thing I need to do? I feel like you have a really good start to the story for that. Okay. So I, my dad was a builder. Um, He was a a carpenter. And so I was always around um, the building process. I would be like sweeping out his new construction and thinking I was doing big, helpful things. I'd bring them lemonade, all that, that good stuff. So I was always around um, the building site. So real estate, something that I've always been interested in. Um, I got really into um, educating myself on real estate investing prior to becoming um, a licensed realtor. And um, I had just, I was working at a gym and the gym was going to be closing. So I'm like, what do I want to do next? What should I do? Um, I had already done the college route and any job I could get with my degree was not going to even cover, cover childcare. So I was like, this doesn't make sense. Um, and then I, I'm friends with a girl that used to be on team and she's like, you should do real estate. You would be so good at it you know, come interview for this team that I'm on. And so that I got my license. I interviewed. Tiffany thought I was okay enough to join. So um, yeah, I've just been working alongside her ever since. Awesome. And Tiffany? So I think as I work, we work around a lot of like working moms. Um, And so for me, at the, the beginning, it was like looking towards like, okay, how can I have a career and still, you know, be a military spouse because that trumps everything, right? And so, um, you know, w- my husband's in a job that that he could be called out today, right? And so, how do I do that and still support kids, even though we didn't have kids at the time? And so, knowing that was a future goal, looking at what I thought would be extremely flexible, everyone will work around me. Um, I, I was kind <laughs> of like just setting it up where I'm like, okay, how can I keep my husband a priority, but still have something that's a priority for me and then still be able to balance a priority of kids and then just have lots of priorities and be pulled in different directions. And so it was kind of a, a lot learned since then. But um, I think it was the flexibility um, that drew me to real estate over other options. But the same thing, like Ashley was saying, you get these big college degrees and then you turn around and you're like, wait, I'm making the McDonald's worker uh, 
outrage. Like, what did I just do? All of that, you know, not even the work, but, you know, the, the cost of being able to do that. Um, and so looking at, you know, the the concept of like being your own boss, the, the boss of your yourself, it was really driven from that. Lots of other pieces to the puzzle. Uh, kids for me did not come until a little bit later um, um, in that time, but uh, that was kind of like the draw to start for sure. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you talk about flexibility because when I was contemplating getting my license, um, Dina is her name, who was on the team. And I was talking with her because, I mean, we had no money, right? So my husband, um, military salary, and I was working at a gym and then not working. And she, I said, Dina, I just, I don't even have money for childcare. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my kids. I can't just put them in daycare because I can't afford it. And she told me, she said, it'll be fine. Like most of the stuff you do is from home. And that is the biggest lie I've <laughs> ever heard now. I'm like, I'm never at home. Or like, it was just, I'm like, this is, she, she, she tricked me. But for Dina's defense, her husband was about to retire. Um, she, she's moved out of state since. She had, uh, you know, teenage children, middle school and high school kids when she started, like as, Completely different seasons. So I had a one year late. Yeah. <laughs> completely different flexibility conversations. I was yeah. like probably the worst person to advise on what the reality <laughs> of this industry would look like. Uh, and then also, you know, when you have a, your different ranking spouses, it's like, ma'am, you had a W what flying, um, in a, a career that he had had years of experience mm-hmm. with versus, you know, someone that was going through medical appointments on top of trying to stay in an active duty spouse. It's like, this is not the same. <laughs> yeah. This is not the same. I heard about that years later. I was like, oh, no, this is not good to buy this. I, like, hey, it works, though. It works. Yeah. We're, we're here. We're yeah. highly successful um, and kind of sane. Yeah. At this I, point. It's like you, you learn to juggle in a different way. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, when I was doing real estate, you know, I'd been told sort of the similar thing. Like it's very flexible. Uh, yeah, you can totally be at home, be with your kids, and then at the same time go out and show property. And there were a few times I had to like bring my kids with me, and um, uh, it depended on the client. Like if if I knew the client, knew who my family was, and they knew I worked from home, they would totally be okay with it. But then there were times where I had a client where like they they expected to me be to be in a suit and be like you know the top agent that's like the slick you know uh luxury agent kind of person and i'm like okay i can't bring the kids along there um i think there was one time where i had my kids and the buyer agent following up after me like we had to get out of the house she brought her kids and like the kids are playing in the front yard for like a good five minutes while the the buyers were like doing their thing i'm like are we supposed to be doing this? And she's like, I, it's, it's happening. I'm like, I know. Uh, <laughs> hey kids, we got to go. And when I had to bribe them with McDonald's to get out of there, but, um, poor lady who was behind me though, cause she now had to promise or tell her kids no to McDonald's afterwards. I was like, I gotta go. Got a thing. Bye. Uh, well, I think, I think there's a misconception that, um, people think that realtors only work evenings and weekends. And yeah. that is just not true. We work during the day. And evenings and weekends. So yes. We work seven days a week. Yeah. Yes. It's because you're working with uh, mortgage lenders, title companies, mm-hmm. all the folks that only operate Monday through Friday, eight to five. Um, your clients are working the same time, Monday through Friday, eight to five. And mm-hmm. so they're not available except for weekends and evenings uh, or spur of the moment the driving home and they call you up like, hey, I'm standing outside this house mm-hmm. and I need to see it now. And you're like, yeah. 
there's a family eating breakfast in there right now. You can't just walk <laughs> in. <laughs> well, I'm knocking on the door. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I don't know if that's so true. Okay. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, Real life luck. I know. I, I I bet we could probably do a whole episode of just like real estate nightmares. And of course, that's probably not good for business anyway. So we should probably do, not do that. Uh, I can't because I'm not in that business anymore. But um, gosh, it, so you've got flexibility, but at the same time, you kind of don't. Uh, what did you put in place to, to kind of juggle all that? Because I'm thinking in terms of somebody who's maybe got a full time job. They don't like that full-time job, and they're, they're wanting to pick up some kind of side business that, you know, it's kind of easy to start up, They and if they put some good hustle into it, they can make a good lucrative uh, business out of that. Um, so what are kind of the things you put into place to be able to juggle all the things, juggle all the things? So you're taking care of your clients, you're, you're taking care of the transaction, you're building relationships, but you're also taking care of your own family relationships. Like, how do you, how do you prioritize all that? How do you keep track of all of it? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Well, I think that we're, we're, this is a work in progress, right? And we're coming off of extremely extremely busy market the last two to three years. And now we're kind of like, wait, why are we not busy? But really looking in all of that, you know, we we plan to succeed, not plan to fail and or fail to plan. And when you're looking at your week, and this really is applicable to anybody, because I think that the world calls you in so many different directions. And when you're looking at your week, there's non-negotiables at every single person's week. And there's some things that we've learned over the years. It's like, when the kids' sports games come up, maybe not practices, but when their games come up, that's a non-negotiable. And we only choose to partner with with clients and, and other partners that that believe in a priority of family, kids, et cetera. Um, I know, you know, with having a little bit older children than some of the the girls that are doing real estate on our team, we don't get that time back. So ten to twelve, a ten and a twelve year old, I don't have ten or twelve years left with either of them in our in our house, and so. There's non-negotiables and starting your week, figuring out what those are, and then building your schedule around that. Now, of course, your non-negotiables can't be 10 hours every day of non-negotiables, and I have to work around you know, 10 hours of whatever. But when you really look at the reality of that, it's not 10 hours. It maybe is a total of 10 hours in a seven-day period. But if you don't plan to commit to those items first, they're always going to get pushed to the wayside. And I think that we can attest to the last three to four years, that was a discipline that we had to be continuously looking at um, first. And then from there, I think the other part of planning to succeed is, you know, keeping a, a strong calendar that you're going to abide by. So it's not like, oh, it's on the calendar, but I'm ignoring it. What is your 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 place that you're continuously going back to over and over again throughout the day to keep you on track? Not just the appointments that you have to be in front of somebody, the appointments you have with yourself to get the items done to run a successful business. 
So I think that work in progress for sure. We're not perfect at that. But that really, I think that leaving the ship and figuring out where are the non-negotiables and then working around that. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, I also think that like when I first started, I was like, oh, you want to see something right now? Here I am. You want to go tomorrow at 5 a.m.? Here I am. And I was very much so the people pleaser, like I'm your go girl. Um, And like she said, I eventually like flipped the switch and I was like, tell, you know, to tell my clients, hey, I'm not available until after 12 on Saturday because I know I have soccer games that I need to go to. And most of the time clients are, you know, relating to you. Oh, wow. Yeah, no problem. Go to Billy's soccer game. It's fine. Um, So I think that was a big turning point for me. But then also we've added and structured to our team to where we have um, an admin staff and we have an assistant who can help us with some of the day-to-day things that, you know, so we can stay in front of clients versus being in the busyness of real estate and being in those those tedious tasks that might take us away from clients. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a balance of everything. And I think that the most, the biggest misconception outside of like you have flexibility, um, you have the ability to control a schedule. Um, but you, the flexibility part of that, you have to remain flexible, um, you know, with, with serving people. I think in any industry, you have to remain flexible. Kind of like how you were saying, hey, some people require a suit and tie and other are totally cool with my kids coming. And so flexibility in several different ways. Um, I also kind of feel like when you're talking about like the new agent, um, it is going to require way more uh, flexibility, way more yeses than nos. And it, having the the hard conversation about like your non-negotiables, it might only be able to be one or two things. And sometimes those things will have to be trumped when you're looking at having one sale in a quarter versus one sale in a month kind mm-hmm. of scenario. So for a new agent, I think that looks a little bit different, but I think the goal would always be as you're building, you're looking at how do I control a schedule that still has some flexibility, but also a balance of non-negotiables. Yeah. And I, I love especially the part where you know, keep saying it over and over, the non-negotiables, the, the things I absolutely need to go to uh, that are more important to me. And, and beyond the rut, like we, uh, I always say we, even though it, the team of three is now just me on the show, but habit. It's been eight years. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there's these five Fs that uh, we always talked about on the show uh, in, in this order. Uh, your faith followed by your family, uh, your fitness, both physical and emotional, uh, your finances and your future uh, possibilities. So growing for the future. And, you know, if if you have life in that order, it's it's easier to prioritize. Okay. The, the game with my kids, much more important than uh, running a, a a, um, oh shoot, the the analysis um, comparables market analysis. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I I was like I know it, but it's I can't remember. But yeah, the the <laughs> uh, comparative market analysis. Yeah, I got it. Okay, I feel good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so like, could that wait until after the event because the person's not going to see the report anyway until the morning or, uh, you know, being able to, to make those decisions around those priorities. And there was a guy that I learned from uh, Brian Buffini from Buffini and Company. Uh, and he and his wife, uh, Beth, I think her name was, it is because they're still both around. Uh, they would sit down in the morning on a Monday and they would plan out the entire week together. Like, what are the things we absolutely okay. have to be at this week? And then they would move their their calendars around professionally to meet that need. And and so 
at first they were like, this is weird. We're telling people we can't meet this time. Can we meet this time? And then they realized this is all negotiable, just like real estate transactions. So <laughs> as long as we're coming to a time that meets and works for both of us, it's a win-win still and, and creating that. And, um, you know, I, I think that actually also applies not just for real estate businesses or any entrepreneur adventure or venture. Um, this works in corporate life as well. I, I remember applying this in many of the corporate jobs I held and started to see more job satisfaction in that. Yeah, easily. Even if it's your nine to five, you know, that you have where you're clocking in and out, you can be so much more productive in that, like a time blocking concept. Um, we, we do the same concept of the Monday morning. We do that Sunday evening um, kind of game plan out the week. Um, but I also think that marrying a personal and a professional calendar together and putting stuff on that that you normally are like, okay, I don't have to, I don't, do I have to put church on my schedule? But it's so easy if it's not on the, you know, if it's not all in one place, it's so easy to be like, oh, I'm free, even though that is a recurring thing that you've done forever. You know, you know, that's just a, a spoken for type of scenario. So even vacations, even like, Christmas morning right now or Christmas day right now is blocked out in my my calendar. Um, it, and just that habit of putting every single thing that is a non-negotiable, every single thing that's pre-planned, maybe you have to move it around over time, but putting that onto a calendar, even when you're like, oh, this is obvious. Okay, well, put the obvious on, on the calendar. My kids go, school drop off and pick up. Okay, that is every single day. They have to be here at this time and picked up at that time. But it's so easy when you're in the in the the swing of things, and you're being reactive and you're being flexible. You're like, I could totally meet you at two o'clock, knowing that's an hour drive from that two o'clock appointment for a three o'clock pickup. No, you can't meet me yet. <laughs> I can't meet you at two <laughs> o'clock um, at that location. But it looks like I'm totally okay to meet because of a schedule that's missing that three o'clock pickup. So just putting things that are that seem to be obvious onto that schedule um, and doing that as far out. Like I, I it's like if I know it's coming in 2024. It's already going to the calendar, even if though it might change. Um, definitely can be applied to the corporate world as yeah. well. Yeah, I just realized yeah. uh, recently, I used to make fun of a, a former boss I had about this, but she would put a healthy lunch on her calendar for every single day. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. You have to put lunch on your calendar. And then fast forward five years later, and I'm like... I skip lunch so many days during the week. And somebody exactly. finally pointed out to me a lot of my um, like emotional and, and physical health issues were because I wasn't taking breaks throughout the day and it was taking a toll on me. I'm like, oh, wow, that's so weird. So now I put a block just for lunch and a block for break and all that stuff. And I'm sorry, Ashley, I cut you off. Uh, what were you about to add? Oh, no, you're fine. I was going to say, too, you know, she spoke a lot on um, like the things that might be consistent in your schedule, like going to church or pick up and drop off, but adding things to like social media is such a big thing right now for real estate to stay visible and in front of people, um, potential clients and uh, past clients. And I'm always like, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to make a reel later. I'm going to do this later. I'm going to make a post. And then later comes and I'm like, crap, I have nothing to post about. Um, so I, I've been putting social media in my calendar as silly as it sounds, but it's, it makes a difference when I'm like, okay, I'm coming here to only work on social media for this hour. And then I have whatever I need for the week. Yeah. Those things that are kind of on your to-do list, putting them into action for an actual time block will help you move that needle along for like actually getting things done. I, I know I was to time block. Okay. Well, I'm time blocking my to-do list. And then my to-do list would just kind of spiral out of control. And it's like, wait, the, the most, the, the biggest priority that I was trying to accomplish was social media per se. Yeah. And so I try to, when time blocking, 
you know, those windows, those working windows, I would call them. I'm now trying to spe specifically name what that is. Okay, on Sunday night, we see a to-do list that needs to happen throughout this week. Why can't you break that down into those windows? So maybe, you know, something that's on there won't actually come to that list until Friday. Okay, list it on Friday. If social media needs to be a small window every single day, list that in a window and, and plan out on your day accordingly. Of course, all of these things have to remain flexible when you're in real estate. Those days can completely change. But planning to succeed versus failing to plan, I think that there's success that can be had even at a smaller percentage versus a 0% ability to make that happen. Yeah. I, I wonder if the, the mantra you're using uh, repeatedly here, the um, planning to succeed rather than failing to plan... I wonder how much of that has been influenced by the fact that you've been in the military community for, <laughs> for a few years. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's hard because like when I, when I'm home with a very type A personality husband, um, I'm like, you know, he'll say like an example, I came home from a trip on Monday and I'm leaving for a trip tomorrow. Mm -hmm. My suitcase is still sitting on the floor. So how do you think a type A personality person is thinking about that? So I think that it's almost kind of like when I check into my safe place with my my spouse, I'm like, oh, I just am not doing anything. Um, but I think like kind of the routine and seeing how discipline has helped him succeed over the years in a work environment versus the home environment. I do think that, you know, it's we're both super driven um, when it comes to our careers. And I think that we can relate to that. But then he brings that home and I absolutely don't. <laughs> she, she knows that. Yeah. But my husband's very vocal about that. So um, I think it's, you know, it's nice to have a partner that we can share, like, you know, the gripes of, of being a high performing person in a, in a work environment. Because, you know, for sure, he's not surrounded by people that are like that. Um, but yeah, at home, I'm his worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> He will agree. I mean, I'm, it's, he, he will he will click the like like button about 52 times right now, just extensively over and over. But yesterday he said, why are you not unpacking? I'm like, because I'm leaving on Sunday. Absolutely not unpacking. I'm rearranging and out the door again for another business trip. So, yeah. Yeah. And my husband, um, for flexibility, is there is no flexibility. If it's not planned, that day or if I'm like hey we got to leave an hour later or hour earlier he's like seriously why did we know about this you know so it's it's I'm more of like oh somebody needs to see something in an hour no problem oh the, plan the plans change not a big deal and to him that's like oh my gosh no I can't <laughs> handle that so um it's funny because her work cal calendar we have our, our administrative support We'll Google calendars for a lot of the things that are required. She's like, add more to everything. And yeah, he's like, just some work knows everything. Uh, but yeah, the last minute flexibility, I definitely can see that in her. Well, husband. yeah. And especially if we're doing something that's evenings or weekends, like a client appreciation event or a networking event during the week, I'm like, that needs to be on my husband's calendar too. Because if I'm not home when there's kids home, he needs to be tracking that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of an important thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, now, shifting gears a little bit, um, let's say somebody, you know, they are, you know, working that full time job, or maybe they're not working right now and they're thinking about, I want. I want to do what Ashley and Tiffany are doing. I want to launch my own entrepreneur journey. And uh, I mean, they could do it. I mean, Jerry's kind of doing it. Maybe I could do it too. Because um, that's kind of the story of my life. If I succeeded something, 
there's always at least five other people who are like, well, if that guy can do it, then I can obviously do it. Um, so I probably got five people to join the army just because I passed basic training. Suckers. Y'all enlisted for nothing. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Too, uh, bad, too bad you don't get like a referral fee right? for that or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I, I could not be a recruiter. That's a hard, hard job. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So somebody's thinking, you know what? I could probably give this entrepreneurship thing a try. Um, what are some practical tips for them to get started so they don't just dive in and say, oh, see, this thing sucks. I, I don't know why people do it. And then they plug back into the matrix or something. Well, I think that um, if you're thinking about getting into real estate, it is nothing like HGTV. Okay. So you're not walking into these like million dollar homes every single day. Um, but I think that just taking that is is not the reality, right? So you're working hard 24-7. Um, like we said at the beginning, we work seven days a week um, because you have to be available for your clients. My biggest thing would be make a list of every single person that you know. So if you have their phone number, great. Put them on a on a spreadsheet. If you have their email, even better. Um, and just And it could be anybody. It could be somebody who doesn't even live in your state. Just make this list and let everyone you know know that you're in real estate. Well, and I think when you're talking about entrepreneurship too, I think that you have to give your grace period, yourself a grace period of that first year. Like I, I think no matter what you're doing, if you if it is dependent upon yourself, that first year has to be a grace period where you're figuring out, okay, who are those people that I do know that I can I can have come rally around, you know, whatever it is that I'm trying to launch. What it who are those people? What is it going to take? What am I going to be great at? How am I going to be marketing this? What is going to um, need to be poured in for you know the success to be there? I think that first year just needs to be where you're set up where it's like, okay, if I make money, great. But if I lose money, that's also great. And it's also possible with the family structure that you have. Um, Ashley talked about you know starting real estate and not having childcare, um, like costs for childcare available. And so we worked, um, and, and this is not just her, a lot of of moms, I um, stay at home moms come into real estate and they're like, okay, I'm going to totally do this and I can totally do it with your kids. Well, you probably totally could, but you're not going to actually be, your success is going to be a slower start. And so one of the first things that we did, it was like, every time you get a paycheck, half of that goes to childcare until oh, yeah. childcare is no longer a concern. Oh, and it, it, it may not be childcare. It could be, okay, I don't have the money for the marketing that I need. Every paycheck that you get, the thing that you don't have, half of it needs to be put away to be able to fill that bucket until that's no longer a problem. But that first year, I mean, first year real estate for me was coming right out of that recession that you spoke that you were in during, you know, you know, doing real estate during the recession. I came into the, the industry then. That first year, I sold one house and I was working easily 80 to 90 hours a week, yeah. one house in, in that first year. And I learned so many things from that. I built a lot, a lot of foundational stuff. And thankfully, I didn't even need that one check. Thankfully, I was, you know, coming from a lower paying job. I had a spouse at that point that was deployed for that year. So it was like, I could work my tail off, no kids, a husband gone. Like I could be working, you know, 300 hours for that week if I, if I wanted to. Um, but when I was looking at that, I thought I had a misconception of, you know, the flexibility that I work little, make a ton. Um, but also I had the false security of, or the false kind of perception that it was just going to be, you know, people after people that were going to come to me. I was new in the area. My list of people I knew that I could even 
market to, I was like, okay, it's five people and four of them are deployed. Like, just like <laughs> go to, where, where am I going to buy new people on? And so I, you know, having that flexibility, thankfully that first year I was able to not be dependent on that, but also the cost of marketing myself for that first year and the cost of the, you know, your licensing, your school and all of that stuff. That was not even, I was so far in the red that first year, but I was so far ahead in a career and a foundation that I was building. Um, and I think that you have to be able to set up for set yourself up for that. Otherwise, you're going to get burnout. You're going to be so discouraged. And then you're really going to be so far behind being so far in debt in a um, business that you're not committed to actually building. I love that. And, and Ashley, what you shared first. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> But if you have anything to add, go for it. <laughs> Usually she does. Usually she's, she's like, here's the cliff notes to Tiffany's rant. Well, I think that anything that you're going to try out, any kind of business, you need to be tracking what you're doing and doing it for enough time to actually see a result. Um, I I know like I've heard of people who are like, oh, I tried cold calling last week. It, it doesn't work. Well, how long did you try it? Who did you call? What did you say? Um those kinds of things. I'm not a cold caller. It truly is not for me, but I did give it a try and I measured my results. Um, I think that, and the, the other thing too is trying to focus on trying one to two things at a time instead of being like, Monday, I'm in a cold call. Tuesday, I'm door hacking. Wednesday, I'm doing an open house, you know, and doing all of these different things with, and then saying, oh, nothing works. I'm not going to succeed in this business. I think just trying a couple of things, implementing a couple of things, measuring the results and deciding whether or not it is worth worth your time or if it's working or not. And Ashley's really great at the measuring results thing. And I think that's applicable in, in lots of things, not just real estate. Um, for me, I'm like, if it didn't end up in a sale, it didn't work. And it's like, man, if you have a conversation with somebody, you can literally just get someone to come through the door for an open house, someone to answer on, on cold calling, someone to answer a door while you're door knocking or whatever it is that you're trying to get a result for. A result does not actually have to be a sale um, in lots of things, but especially in real estate. There's so much to the building process when you're starting a business. Entrepreneurship has a lot to do with building. And so their success measured different ways. And I learned a ton from Ashley. I like, did you measure the results? It's like, how many people answered the phone? How many people had a one minute phone call or conversation with you? How many people answered and called you back from a voicemail you left? And it's like, I didn't sell anything that successful. Like <laughs> there's no closing off of that. And it's like, wait, I just added 25 people in one hour to my sphere that, you know, it may be a no now, but it's not a no never. And it's certainly, even if it's a no never for them, they know people and I just need to nurture that. And so success level on that, a lot of people get focused on, I didn't make money off of that one, that one interaction. And that's just such a huge mis misconception. And so measuring results, it's not, results of a sale. It's results of an interaction. Yeah. yeah. I have a good example of that too. Um, the past two years I've sponsored um, my kids. They do a fun run. So I sponsor the whole school, the shirt. Um, and my mom asked me the other day, she's like, well, have you gotten any business from it? And I'm like, no, but people know me at the school now because I'm involved at the school. I, I volunteer and I do different things. And um, when I was at the fun run, they're like, oh, you're the realtor who sponsored the shirts. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. So they, they're like, great to put a face to the name. So it may not turn into a sale this year or next year, but people are talking about me and knowing that, hey, I'm the realtor that's always on the back of my kids' shirts. And it's kind of fun to see my name 
Like randomly, I'll be grocery shopping and I'm like, oh, they're wearing the shirt. They go to my kid's school, you know? I, I love that because people ask me all the time about my podcast. They're like, hey, uh, do you make a lot of money off of that? Or they think I'm rolling in big bucks with advertising dollars. And I'm like, no, not not directly. No, I think I've made a whopping yeah. $38 in ad revenue directly. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, so why do you do it? I'm like, well, one, I've got a message I want to get out there. But two, there's like this credibility thing that happens when I do go somewhere to do a keynote presentation and the person introducing me says, hey, not only does he know a lot about this particular topic, he's got a really great podcast called Beyond the Rut. I'm like, what? This person listened to my show. I didn't plug my show or anything. And they just threw it out there. And all of a sudden you see people's phones come out and they're looking up the show and like, oh, yeah, that's, that's him. And, and so then I go up on stage and of course, no pressure now, right? Because they're expecting this personality to come out. And, um, <laughs> but it's like, there's effort that goes into these things and, and you're, you're planting these seeds. And I love that Ashley has pointed out that the need to track uh, where are your results coming from. But also, as Tiffany had said, uh, there's this, uh, as my friend Vincent Puglisi says, it's this wealth of connection. You're building relationships, uh, not transactions. And I think I saw one of your Instagram posts recently that had said just that, that if you're going yeah. after the transaction, you've already lost. If you're going for the relationship, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're going to build that success. Uh, now, I know we're running out of time, and, and your show is called Real Estateable Podcast. Uh, you can find it mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the other places where you can find um, podcasts. Uh, and then you get the website, realestatable.com, uh, which they've had on the screen here for those who are seeing the video clip. Uh, that's that. But I also put this in the show notes so that you can click on it and get straight there. Uh, before we go, Ashley and Tiffany, any final words of wisdom and anything else you want to share with the audience before we go? Well, I think that, you know, there there's a lot of different experiences and a lot of different misconceptions about real estate um, and about real estate agents and realtors across the country. And I know a lot of listeners might be experiencing things that they might need a second opinion. They might need advice. They might need connected to a like-minded realtor like us. And so we just want to say, you know, send us a message. We're happy to answer those hard questions, those weird questions, like stuff that you might not feel comfortable talking with, you know, the people that you know and do business with every day. We're here for that as well. Um, you know, just looking at entrepreneurs and making sure that we're sharing the message of success that can be had by all, but also on an individual level, if there's anything real estate needed, um, obviously in the Fort Campbell, Middle Tennessee area, lower Kentucky, but anywhere, you know, in the world, we're we're here to help be a liaison. I would say if you are looking to start a business, any kind of business, doesn't have to be just real estate. Just go for it. Just try it out. Um, like Tiffany said, put some put some things in place where if you don't make money the first six months or the first year, know that you're going to be okay and figure out how you can grow. Because I I feel like if I didn't take the leap to to become a realtor, my life would be completely different. I would never have met Tiffany. Um, I don't think our paths would have crossed. Um, and so just the building of relationships is what you need to focus on. Um, like you had just mentioned, it's not about the transactions. It is truly about the people. And then once you start focusing on the people, that's when you're going to see your business explode in any any realm of business. Awesome. I support that message. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Like button. <laughs> all, the, all the love, everybody. Share this with all your friends yeah. and family. Uh, Ashley, yeah. Tiffany, great to have you on here. Uh, Donald, Again, one more shout out to you. And uh, again, just great conversation. Thanks for, for sharing your insights with us. Thanks for having us on. Yes, it was awesome. 
Wow, I hope you took a lot of notes and gained some great insights from this conversation like I did. If you want more information on how to reach out to Tiffany and Ashley, maybe become part of their team, hire them to be your real estate agent, or learn from them how they've been pulling it off, then go check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 396. Now, maybe real estate isn't the angle you're going for, but you desire to create a life worth living and you just haven't taken the time to do it. You're working in a job you feel like is a dead end. You want to have a better relationship at home or better relationships at home, and you want your life to have meaning and purpose. Then I invite you to download Measure It to Make It. Go to beyondtherut.com slash goals and download that free workbook to help you design the life you want to live. Maybe you need some more inspiration, and here's one more offer for you. Go get my book, Beyond the Rut. Create a life worth living in your faith, family, and career. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere you can buy books online. That's where you'll find it. And it's just a short read. It'll help you think about getting out of that rut, not just right now, but beyond the next rut and the one after that and the one after that. So live intentionally, live with passion, and make your life count. Until next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show. That's C A P. S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.